Hello, my name's David Burns from the Assessment Register and welcome to our podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about sales order processing or as commonly known within ISO and AS9100 speak, contract review, where one reviews the contract you've received from the customer. Okay, so as mad as it sounds, um, this is all about making sure that you're minimizing risk in terms of production capability for someone taking on this order. Now, going back to the beginning, the first time I came across the term contract review was way back in the days of BS5750, and it literally was reviewing the contract. Back then, it was common knowledge that 80% of production or customer complaints, if you did a root cause analysis, would actually go back to a poorly executed contract review. So therefore, I'm going to say it again, contract review it's extremely important. A bit of time spent at the desk in the sales office making sure you've got your ducks in a row will actually save a lot of time and money and effort down the line if you've got to start doing rework and dealing with customer complaints or you've shipped the wrong quantity or it's the wrong type or the wrong part number and so on. Now, one of the biggest issues with contract review is the fact that the sales guys, obviously, and ladies, of course, um, are likely to want that job. They will actually want that contract. They want to win that contract. So if the customer's putting the pressure on, then they're more likely to say yes. And then, of course, the contract review could be shoved through to production fairly quickly without perhaps the checks and balances that are actually needed. So just to recap, 80% of a company's problems can be traced back to a poorly executed contract review. So having that in mind, we need some rules at the front end. First of all, we need to clearly understand what the customer is actually asking you for, i.e. part numbers, material specifications, lead times, and whether you've got the capability as an organisation to actually produce that job in terms of their needs The other thing we have to consider, of course, is the customer providing any parts, components, sub-assemblies or free issue materials associated with contract review or the contract. And again, just because they're sending you free issue material or free issue parts, it doesn't remove your responsibility for making sure that those parts and materials are actually compliant. So don't think that if it's free issue, you suddenly think, okay, the pressure's off now, I don't have to worry. Well, in fact, you do because you don't own that material or those parts. So therefore, you should have a more robust control over what you've got from the customer. Okay, you've heard it banded around many a time about risk and mitigation. Risk and mitigation at the contract review stage, i.e. the sales order processing stage, is key. So therefore, we need to actually look at the job. Have we done it before? Is it within our capability? Or is it a new job, a new part number, a new material, a new specification, something that we're a little bit alien toward? Then, obviously, then the risks will start to creep up. So having a decent risk scoring system at the front end is good. It doesn't have to be complicated. It could be low risk, medium risk, medium to high risk or high risk. So obviously, if it's higher risk, then you're going to probably spend more attention to it. If it's low risk, i.e. you've done the job before, it's a no-brainer, we can whack that into production quite easily, then obviously the actual review of the contract can have lesser of an input. Let's assume the job's higher risk. Well, then you've not done the job before. It could be a new customer and it's a bit of a high-spec material that you've not had much experience with. Okay, if you wrap that all up into one, 
then the contract review is going to be taking a little bit longer than normal, which is fine. A little bit of extra time spent at the front end will save you a lot of time at the back end and through to production and through to dispatch. Um, and it's less likely you're going to get any complaints about the product because it's all going to be planned. So contract review is all about planning. It's all about looking at the customer, looking at the contract, looking at the specification, looking at your materials, look at the people that are going to be involved in the contract, look at the machinists, look at the machine capabilities, look at the tooling. What do you need to make sure that job is actually compliant, i.e. back to our old friend calibration? Have we got the right test and measurement equipment and the accuracy needed for the specification you're actually looking at? The other thing, if it's a new customer, of course, you're going to be looking long and hard at the commercial side. Are you going to do a credit check on that organisation? Well, the likelihood, yes, you will. You will do a credit check if it's a new customer and you'd be mad not to because, again, it's about risk and mitigating that risk. We're in a fortunate position with most standards that don't bang on about finance. So in terms of pricing the job, well, again, that's not going to be looked at long and hard by your certification body. But again, it's something you can't ignore. So the commercial side, you must consider, is this job going to be profitable? Or, of course, you might see it as a loss leader. You might think to yourself, hang on a minute, let's just get this one done because this looks like it could spiral into new contracts. So that's the commercial side. Look long and hard at the commercial side. Is it profitable? Is it feasible? Is it going to come back and haunt you? What you don't want to be doing is being so enthusiastic that you actually lose the plot technically with the job as well. I've seen that happen many a time where um, a client is so keen to win the contract that they actually forget to look long and hard at the technical side. Um, they just make loads of assumptions and of course it comes back to actually bite them in the end. And the goodwill is lost, of course, from that particular customer. So commercially aware, commercially sensitive, terms and conditions. Can you comply with the contract terms and conditions when they get flown into you by the customer? Don't forget, read the T's and C's, traceability requirements, documentation requirements, first article inspection requirements, certificates of conformity requirements, and making sure that you actually comply with all the legal obligations that are actually detailed in your customer's contract. So the commercial side is not just about finance, it's all about the nitty gritty within the terms and conditions. And again, if you don't mind me saying, most of our clients, dare I say this, because they hate me for saying it, they actually don't read the contract. They actually look at the specification. They look at the purchase order. They look at the drawings, of course. But when the purchase order refers to standard terms and conditions for quality and commercial supply, that kind of gets brushed under the carpet. And again, it's a dangerous place to go if you're not reviewing contracts, particularly with new customers. Um, so there you are. So keep a BDI on the small print, otherwise it will come back and you. Now, tooling. Tooling is another one that often gets forgotten when it comes to planning um, contract review, reviewing contracts and planning into production. Um, the tooling often gets forgotten. Not so much in terms of forgotten um, in the sense that do we need it or not. It's more about that it's not planned properly, i.e. the time isn't allocated for the setup and planning for the actual job. Also, taking it a stage further and again going back to our old friend calibration, again, Look at the methodologies and look at the work instructions that may be needed for measuring the components as they go through production. And remember, this all needs to be detailed on planning sheets, works orders, job cards, what plant, what equipment is going to be used for producing that particular product. Okay, so contract review. Just to recap, the clues in the name. You're reviewing the contract from the customer. And when you're reviewing a contract from the customer, you need to review the terms of 
and conditions for quality control and the commercial side that the customer is actually asking you to comply with. If there's additional legislation referred to in the contract from the customer, then you need to dig out and read that legislation just to make sure that you actually know that you do comply. Lead times, absolutely critically important. Make sure that you can comply with the customer required lead times. There's no point in accepting a job if you can't deliver on time because these days you're measured on on-time delivery, not just quality. Quality is kind of expected. The assumption is you are going to get the job right uh, where most companies fall down because they don't deliver it on time. So lead times, key. Scoring the risk in terms of low, medium low, medium high, high risk. Make a decision on how you're going to categorize low, medium low, medium high, high risk. Well, low risk, for example, existing customer, existing product, i.e. we've done it before. Medium to low is an existing customer. We kind of know what their industry sector is. We kind of know where they're coming from, but it's a new product they've asked us to deal with. And they may actually issue free issue material. So you've got little, you've got extra controls going on there. Medium to high, okay, so it's a new or existing customer with a new product with a critically tight specification detailed on the drawing or critical materials or high spec materials, okay, so that might push it into medium high. And then, of course, the high risk is going to be the new customer, a new product, and it's an extremely complex specification with critical parts associated with it. Okay, So, again, you can decide how you want to risk score your contract review, but have in mind there are no rules. You can decide. The certification body or the customer will expect to see some lines drawn in the sand of how you escalate from low to high risk. Not forgetting the commercial side, as we touched on earlier. And then, of course, you need to communicate. Now, this is key. Communication of the contract specification. If it's a high risk or medium high risk, then you need to pull other people on board. You need to talk to the technical team. You need to talk to production. You need to talk to procurement to make sure that they know what materials are needed. Is it in stock? Can we meet the required lead times? Can you purchase that material um, on time? Now, all this needs to be wrapped up, of course, in some sort of formalised procedure process and documented and scribbled onto a particular form. This is your documented evidence that you have actually undertaken a contract review. Because again, when you're audited by the customer or you're audited by your certification body, they will expect a documented contract review, risk scored and then prioritised into a production plan. The production plan then, of course, created into works orders or job cards with the information from the contract review flowed down into the documentation for production. So what's next? Let's have a little look at my notes here. I think we've kind of covered everything now. Um, like I said, you can break your contract review down into a series of manageable chunks. You've got your technical review. You can score the risk, high risk or low risk, depending. And then you've got new account information, i.e. risk assess your customer from a commercial point of view, i.e. doing some sort of a credit check on them. That's normal. Okay. Talk to production. Can we meet the required lead time? Talk to purchasing, procurement. Can we get the materials on time? And also that they've got the controls in place in the goods inwards area um, if it's free issue material. Also with procurement, making sure that they can ask for mill certs and certificates of conformity or declarations of performance documentation on products and materials to support the contract that again, your customer may well have asked for. 
technical review, special tooling, fixtures, machine capability, also measurement capability. Have we got the tools, the techniques and the technical ability to meet the specification? And then finally, quality control. Are there any first article inspection requirements? Are there any in-process inspections? Will there be any customer involvement through the production process? I.e., Do they want to stop the job a particular moment in time and do an inspection and do some checks? Is there anything that they need to be involved with during the production process? And very finally, and this is the bit that's often nearly always forgotten, is packaging. Okay, so you've got all your documentation, you've done all your inspections, everything's sweet, the job's complete and it meets the specification, but you fall at the last hurdle because no one knows, hey, how are we going to pack and ship this? So packaging specifications, again, at the contract review stage, just make sure that you do have packaging specifications as one of the checks at the contract review, i.e. how is it going to be packed, what type of materials, and of course you've got an environmental consideration, a lot of customers these days get a bit twitchy if you're just shipping your packaging to them which is completely over the top so again you may want to talk to your customer about that how is it going to be packed how is it going to be oiled how is it going to be protected what environmental considerations do you have to have in place and of course delivery how do they want it shipped okay one very 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 last thing um, that often comes up is with the documentation a lot of organizations don't want the documentation sent with the product all they want is a delivery note with the product or the technical side i.e copies of job sheets copies of inspection sheets copies of mill certs and certificates and declarations of performance from your supply chain that's going to be passed through to the customer they may want sent as a separate pdf set with an email or a even in the post they may want the original copies or an endorsed copy of documentation i.e wet signatures and stamps and so on okay so again this is your contract review so everything i've just talked about should have happened at contract review before you load production so that you've got complete ducks in a row type mindset and you're comfortable with loading production because you know, you know what, this job is going to comply. And you know what, we're going to get another contract on the back of this because we've done the contract review so well. Okay, well, thank you very much for listening to our podcast. And again, please contact me should you have any questions. Thank you very much.